You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. Bringing you what you need to know about the NBA. BJ Armstrong's alongside me as always. BJ, how are you feeling? Good, little, little, little rain here. So, Mo, you and I, we, we're we're in sharing the same, the same weather. Little rain here, <laughs> with a little, little rain out here in the uh, stateside and in, in California, you know. So, so oh, okay, get, can't complain. Get used to the cold weather. It's going to be a week now until you're in Paris. So, uh, get used to it, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's all good. So, uh, what's going on in the NBA world? What's happening out here? Well, I want to talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets. In their recent stretch since Kyrie Irving returned, 20 and 4, the best record in the league, first in offensive rating, second in net rating, fifth in defensive rating. However, on Sunday night's game against the Miami Heat, Kevin Durant hurt his knee with Carl Irie trying to take a charge. And then later in the game, Jimmy Butler fell on his leg. And he has now been diagnosed with an MCL sprain in his right knee and will be re-evaluated in two weeks. Adrian Wojnarowski says there's optimism that Durant will miss less time than he did with a six-week absence last season. A sigh of of relief around the Nets organization and their MVP candidate. Now, first of all, very fortunate that it's just a sprain and nothing worse because it could have been a tear or something that ended his season. The way he's playing and and just in general, you don't want to see that happen to anyone. But I want to know from you, what do you think about this Brooklyn team? Because we talked about the Suns and how they're falling in the standings without Devin Booker. Last year, they went on an 11-game losing streak and fell out of first place and into the play-in when Kevin Durant was out with injury. Do you think that this team now this season, that's built slightly differently, is going to be able to stay afloat despite Katie missing the next two weeks for sure, maybe three weeks, maybe even a month? Because you don't want to rush him back. He's an older player. He's had a bunch of injuries. You don't want to rush him back. Well, first of all, let's yeah, I, I never like to see anyone get hurt. So um I know if there's a silver lining in all of this is that it's an MCL strain and nothing worse. So hopefully he gets back because without question, the Brooklyn Nets, in particular, Kevin Durant was playing excellent basketball. And as you know, Mo, injuries are part of the game. Now the big you know, the the new challenge for the Brooklyn Nets is how to maintain this level of play missing a player of that caliber. And that's going to be a huge challenge for this group. And, you know, there's only about four games that separate the second seed, which Brooklyn is currently in, and let's say the sixth seed, which is the Indiana Pacers. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's about four or five games that separate all those players. And this is going to be a big challenge. And a lot of that responsibility is going to lie in the hands of Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons. Uh, do I think they can play 500 basketball? I mean, Kyrie, I mean uh, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, sorry. And Kyrie Irving, a lot of that responsibility. With that, you know, they're going to need other players to step up, right? You know, they're going to need guys to step up and, and play magnificent basketball because they're going to have to play better than 500 basketball to maintain their current position, which is going to be tough. You know, you have Milwaukee trying to figure things out. You know, Cleveland is right there. Philadelphia, you know, they get, they, they're playing well, even though Joel Embiid is not playing, you know, Um, I think the Knicks is, you know, I think they're six games currently out. The Knicks are on a hot streak. Like they're playing good basketball as well. Yeah. So, you know, so it, 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 they're, all these teams are bunched up and now, Anywhere from, you know, with the exception of Boston and Boston, 
insane. All of this is only one game ahead. And they play the next the on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, so, so this, there's a lot of basketball to be played without questioning. This is going to really have some ramification or this is going to do something to Brooklyn and Brooklyn right now is how to maintain the ship, how to keep this thing afloat until Kevin Durant comes back, because it could be upwards to the month. You never know how your, your body responds. It's just, you know, we don't know if it's more serious than what they're letting on. We don't really know the full details. However, let's hope that he gets back on the court because Brooklyn was playing terrific basketball and they look like they were having fun. It's been a long time coming for them. And uh, it'd be great to see, be great to see the league continue its competitive spirit because, you know, you know, is Kevin Durant, anytime he's playing, it's always a good thing. So let's hope he gets back to the court, get back healthy. Well, today marks exactly one month until the trade deadline. And Mm. our friends at Bleacher Report have put out an article of some predictions that they really believe in with one month to go before the trade deadline. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have a look at some of their predictions as to what will happen. And I want to get your thoughts. Are we there already, Mo? Are we we there there already? already? (laughs) We're there already. We're there already. And we're going to get your thoughts on how realistic these predictions are. Okay? Okay. Okay. Their first prediction, there's only seven of them, don't worry. Their first prediction is about the Oklahoma City Thunder, who... Everyone thinks it's tanking, but Bleacher Report believe that Oklahoma City turned into buyers at the trade deadline. And maybe not to go for a superstar, but look to add some depth to their team. Some of the names that they've mentioned here in this article include Miles Turner, who was reportedly signing an extension in Indiana, so I don't know how likely that is. But they're looking at guys such as Rashawn Holmes, Obi Toppin, Josh Richardson, Kelly Olenek, Mo Bamba, Kyle Kuzma, PJ Washington, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So kind of very good level role players that OKC can kind of get a bit of a veteran presence, maybe a few young guys as well, but really shore up their roster and just add some depth in there to go alongside Shai Shea, who is playing absolutely great basketball this season. Well, I will say this about the about the Thunder. Quietly. There's a few teams that have quietly gone about their business and they put together a really good team, even though their record doesn't indicate that they have a good team. And Oklahoma City Thunder is one of those teams. I really like what they're doing. I, I love their guard play with, with Shea Alexander. This kid, Josh Giddy, is a really nice player. Blue yep. Dort and those guys. I I like what they're doing up there. Okay. They they've really put together a really nice team full of young players. You know, Chet Holmgren is going to be a huge piece for them because he can add something, especially on the defensive end. If he's just can rim protect. If, if a he can bit, get healthy, there's yeah, reportedly yeah, some yeah, concerns yeah. about that. But yes, fingers okay. crossed. And that 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 that's that's fair. However, in spite of all of that, I still like their team whether Chet gets back there or not. I still like what they're doing up there. They are one piece or two pieces away, right? They're going to get another lottery pick this year in the draft, most likely. And then they'll have cap space or they can trade or do whatever. So I think they will explore every every opportunity because I think starting next year, 
now they have to start producing. Meaning, you know, Josh Giddy is a year older. Shea Alexander now, he's a max player. And with the players that they currently have, they can now, I think they can start, you know, looking at things of what they're going to do. So I think they're going to explore everything that they, they need to explore. However, I would be surprised if they made a move like a Miles Turner. Yeah. I'd be well, really surprised. If let me ask you like this. That. Let me ask you this, because this is an interesting thing about OKC. Who do you consider as the best shooters on this OKC roster? Well, when you say best shooters, what, what do you mean? This, this, this is the premise. Or, this, well, this is the premise. Yeah, is, is Shea Gilders Alexander is averaging 31 points a game. And okay. he primarily scores at the rim or in the mid-range. Okay. There's no players on the OKC Thunder, in my opinion, that other teams really worry about, right? In terms of having to stay home. It's not like they've got the Carl Corvers uh, and JJ Reddicks of the world where defenses are afraid to help off, right? So this mm -hmm. guy is averaging 31 points a game without any of these players on the scouting report that other teams are like, okay, you can't help off him. You can't help off him. You got to stay home at the three-point line. So he, out of every superstar in the NBA, here's, if we're going to call him a superstar, is doing the most with the least amount of not only help, but also the least amount of offensive spacing because you'd think teams can just pack the inside and stop him from scoring when he gets on the inside. That's the interesting part for me is he's already putting up 31 points per game. Now imagine if they add some pieces that defenders and opposition teams have to actually worry about being threats scoring over 40% from downtown ar around the perimeter. That's where things get really interesting is Shea's been a great player so far and he could be in the MVP conversation for years to come. But if they make the game even easier for him, and then you talk about Chet Holmgren coming back, giving them another offensive option who could score the ball in with in his hands, I think Shea can just get even better and better. And this that we're seeing from him right now is great. But moving forward, whether they make moves now, whether they make moves in the summer, drops a couple guys, Chet comes back, I think that he has the potential to definitely go on and win maybe an MVP in his career because of what he's doing right now with limited help compared to other players who were in that MVP conversation? Well, I, I will say this. You know, Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander is having an incredible individual year. Okay, he's averaging around 30, 31 points a game, right? Now, I think it's highly unlikely that they will, when they do start to win, right? If this happens for them, that he will average that many points. That's way too many points to average for a point guard or a lead guard in today's game. And talk about winning. It's just because they're going to get better players, right? So mm -hmm. for him to average 30, this kid Giddy can average anywhere from 18 to 22. Chet, and there will be other players, Jalen Williams and all those guys. These guys are going to like make double figure contributions. So as the team improves, Shea is going to have to figure out how to make contributions to the game besides scoring. Yeah. Okay. Right now, that, that's just that's just the way it's going to go. And with him playing the lead guard position, okay, he's going to have to facilitate more because he's, he's at five point six assists per game right now, and he's yeah, shown that he can be a great playmaker. Yeah. So as he plays with better players, that's going to you know. That that 30 points now, is it 
great that he can go get you 30 in a playoff series. That's that's a that's a nice option to have. However, the more points he scores, the worse they're probably going to be as a team. So and you're not going to you're not going to build a team, in my opinion. And ask suddenly Chet Holmgren just to be a spacer, Josh Giddy suddenly just to be a spacer, Jalen Williams and Lou Dor- No, you're going to build a team that can defend, that can block shots, that can extend their court. I mean, Shea Alexander, he should be a really, he should be an all defensive player when you look at him. He has great size, nice speed, strong, plays through contact, so forth and so on. So I think as they get better on the defensive end, this team will get better and it'll happen naturally. I don't think he's going to be averaging 30 points a game for a season, nor should he have to if they're going to win. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. But the more points he averages, I think the worse they're going to be record-wise. So mm-hmm. if you start just looking to put shooters around him, I mean, that's not the way to play. If you, I mean, you just can't, you, you just don't get the ball to one player and say, hey, you may do that for a quarter. Dallas. You may do it for a five-minute stretch. <laughs> but if you do that for a season, I mean, okay. that's not going to work. That's that's not going to work. Okay, let's keep rolling with these predictions from Bleach Report. They believe that the Chicago Bulls will blow up their team before the trade deadline and deal at least three of the following players. Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, Lonzo Ball, and Alex Caruso. Bleach Report thinks that three of those guys will not be with the Bulls after the trade deadline. And I read something earlier, uh, and I have absolutely no idea how accurate this is. But someone was saying, I'm trying to find the source. Uh, Mark Stein said in his weekly newsletter that there's an interesting theory that was passed along by a Western Conference team official that says, the word out there is that every time the Bulls get close to breaking up the team, they get a big win that changes their mind. You know, we talked about this yesterday, <laughs> how they just win these big games, right? Uh, right? It's interesting. I mean, I don't know how accurate it is, but it is interesting. But do you see the Chicago Bulls trading three of those guys, Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, Lonzo, and Caruso? I think the Bulls have to at least explore and listen to what's being offered. Now, do I think they want to do that? No, I don't think they want to do it. However, do I think they have to listen if deals come in because Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan, and look, they just signed Zach Levine, right? Zach Levine just yeah. started this mega deal. So do I think they want to do it? No. Do I think their their intentions at the beginning of the season was like, let's look to trade these guys? No. However, if the team continues to go in the opposite direction or one they think they can't make it, I think they will explore that. So I think the Bulls are a, a, a long ways away from that. I think they're showing patience. I think they don't want to trade and look. Um, they want to trade. They want to trade it from a position of power, if you will. And that means you know, let's trade when when things are good, unexpected. I don't think they want to trade when things are bad because now, you you know, it's 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 not a it's it's not the position that you want to be in. You know, it, you don't want to trade when things look a little shaky. So we'll see. I, I mean, the bulls have been interesting because just when we're ready to write them off, they come back and start playing and they're playing great right now. So what are you going to say? They're playing great right now. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, 
we know with this Bulls team, they are capable of playing exceptionally well. And they and they're playing well against good teams. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have some bad losses in there. They're, they are the Midwest version of your Boston Celtics. You know, they just when you're ready to count them out, they, they bounce back. So, uh, you know, hey, Zach Levine. I, well, we're going to see those guys, what, in a week or so out in Paris. Yes, sir. We are indeed. Well, another prediction from Bleacher Report is they think that the Clippers will land either Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from Utah or Bogdan Bogdanovich and Jalen Johnson from the Atlanta Hawks. Do you see the Clippers making any moves? Because they're very Bogdan weird team. and who? And who is the Jaylen other Jalen Johnson. Oh, okay. Um, they're a very weird team, the Clippers, because we don't really know what they are because of the lack of games that Kawhi and Paul George and the whole team has played together. So these moves are just about adding a little bit more depth, I guess. Um how much more depth they need? They 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 have they need more depth to do what? This is what I'm saying. I don't really know what they are without seeing them for long stretches of time okay. together on the court. Do you think this that they stand I, I pat think, with their yeah. roster, or do you think they're still gonna tinker with it a little bit? Well, I I I don't know really what's going on there in 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 Clippers, and I'm at the point now that I'm afraid to ask. So I'm going to assume that something is really going on with those guys talking about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right? Something is going on where they can't get out there on the court and play, Um, which is very unfortunate because when they are healthy, I mean, you know, you're like, wow, this team could be, I just don't know how you can, have a team and how you're going to gain some type of cohesiveness, how you're going to gain some type of rhythm, how you're going to gain some type of flow when the guys don't play and they play every other day or they play once a week or what have you. Okay. They need depth. Okay. To do what? Those two are, you still your best players. Mm-hmm. The depth helps when those guys are playing every day. Or consistently, right? You know, they play three out of four games a week or whatever the case may be. However, these guys are playing maybe once a week. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I don't, so this is one where when you look at them on paper, on paper, they look like a championship caliber team to me as is. On paper. On paper. Yes. Right. When you look at them night right now, like if you told me right now who has the team, a championship caliber team, and 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 you just look pull up the rosters, you can look at the Clippers and you go, that, that's a that's a really good team, as is. Mm-hmm. Now you want to add more depth to do what? Like, so Coach Blue can't play really good players. Like right now, they have one problem. They need their best players. To, to play, play. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's they'll what be fine. I can't, I can't guys, figure yeah. out like why this is a prediction that people have because I mean they look pretty set I, I don't, even without making moves. They, they, yeah, they need their best players. So I'll say this: Do I think it's smart for the Clippers to always have their name in trade talks? Yeah, I, you always should be in the game, right? However. They just need one thing. I I think the Clippers are banking on this, which to be to me, 
it's probably a miscalculation. If those guys can be healthy at the end of the year. Yeah. That they feel that they can win. And that's what it looks like to me. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I could see. However, I think you have to play. I think the under, you're underestimating or undervaluing the importance of playing. Yeah. I, okay. That's just, that's just, you know, that's another discussion. But if you look at them on paper, you can't dismiss them. Mm-hmm. But you would like to see them play and gain some rhythm and kind of figure out who they are and da da da. But that that's my only thought that I have without knowing anything, right? I don't know and, and haven't spoken to anyone within, but it, it it's certainly it's it's a strategy I'm not familiar with. Let's say that. Okay. Well, another prediction I have is that John Collins finally gets traded because it feels like every season his name's in discussions and they think it will be either to the Utah jazz or the Indiana Pacers. Now I'm not sure the Utah jazz take on Joel Collins and his contract. However, that trade to the Pacers is something that really intrigues me because we've talked about the Pacers slightly overachieving right here, right? They have enough cap space that they can absorb John Collins's contract without having to match up the salaries in an outgoing deal. It saves the Hawks ownership some money, seeing as they've got to have money to pay everyone that they've got now. And the reason why I find it interesting is because Miles Turner is a great rim protector, can cover up for Collins what he lacks defensively. And then on the offensive side, he's a floor spacer, which allows Collins to operate like a five man, like he likes to closer to the basket without having another big man on the floor, making him slightly less effective. I would like to see that fit of John Collins with Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald and Miles Turner because, you know, we talked about this, I think it was last week or was it the week before, where we were talking about the Indiana Pacers and the direction they're heading in being the sixth seed in the East. If they add John Collins to this team, they become even stronger. They become a team now that I think other teams would worry about quite a lot. What do you think about that? You know, I I just happened to watch John Collins – here the last two games here in LA. Um, I watched them the other night versus the Lakers, and then I watched them last night against the Clippers, right? The Clippers came back and won that game. They were down big. Mm-hmm. And John Collins is a really good player. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a really, he's a he's a he's a really good player. Now he 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 is when you say positionless, he's a he is a frontline player of some sort, right? I think they're yeah. on a West Coast swing because now that I think about it, I just watched them the other night versus the Golden State Warriors. So they must be on some type of West Coast swing. I will say this. I think John Collins, and with his contract, I think that's a really good deal for someone to be able to figure out how to acquire a really good player. And when I say a really good player, I think he is a starter, six-man type player who will, he'll be, if he wasn't a starter, he would at the very least would be a six man, a 25 to 30 minute, a 35. I, I can't think of many 30 minutes a night. I can't think of many teams where he would come off the bench. Like, I think he's that good that he is but, a solidified star. Well, yeah, I, well I, I could, if he was the first, your first big coming off the bench, you're really, a, you're a really good team. Like, if he was coming off the bench for the Boston Celtics. Oh, wow. I'd love that. But with his contract, that's, that's not I, really a bench player's contract. Well, you know? I, I, uh, well, I, I think in today's market it is, and here's why. Because of the salary cap is going to go up. So mm-hmm. I think his contract is a really, really it, – it, it, it has appeal to it. 
right? His contract is appealing. You're getting a player who is going to perform or has shown the ability to perform or perform higher than what his contract is. I think that's a really good contract. I think that's a really good contract for a smaller market team to absorb. Why? Because you're probably not going to get a better player than that in free agency anyway. Mm -hmm. I think he's a really good player. Now, in saying all of that, where he ends up, I, I, you got to figure out what you got to figure out the Trey Young situation. Because when I start seeing guys report things, right? They're not just, I, I don't think people just grab things out of the air. I, I think they might have heard it. Mm -hmm. There may be some irresponsibility in reporting it. We know how this game goes. But you're not just saying it because you haven't heard it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen down there in Atlanta, but there's a little there's some smoke, and where there's smoke, there could be something. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to dismiss it totally. You know, a lot of people are dismissing it, right? You know what I mean? I think the organization said something. However, I'm just not going to totally dismiss it. I got to see what's going to happen with Trey Young, because I think John Collins is a really good player. Like. I, I, I value what he brings, especially in today's game. I think he is he is what I would consider a player, right? You know how the Warriors got lucky with Wiggins? When I say lucky, they took a player and, and there was mixed feelings, right? And now yeah. you look at Wiggins, you're going, man, he's a really good player. This kid Collins, to me, is in the same boat, right? Yeah. Except he wasn't the number one pick. Yeah. But this kid can play and guard, defend, play over the top. He could play three, four, and five. He could shoot a little bit. He could do a lot of different things. Gives your team a lot of flexibility. You can switch. You can do a lot of things. So I hold him in a high regard for a team. And, I, and if I were in the league, I would be trying to figure out how to acquire players like that because that's what this league is all about. You know, he look, You know what he looks like? He looks like a player that the Toronto Raptors would acquire. Mm -hmm. Well, we got a we got a lot to talk about Toronto. I mean, that's yeah. a whole so nother Toronto. Episode. Yeah, but you know, six, eight, nine, ten athlete jump. I mean, I just I, I hold John Collins in, in very high regard. So I I think someone, if they decide to trade him, is going to get a really good player. I really okay. do. I, I, I that's, that's how I that's how I view him now. Hopefully Atlanta sees maybe what the rest of or, or what I see. And I could be wrong, but I really, really think he's a good player. And and I think he has he's has a really nice contract right now. I don't know how many years he has left on it, but you know what? For a player like that, knowing where this league is going, that, that's that's pretty good. He's only what, what, 24, 25 years of age? I mean, he's young. Yeah, well, the thing is, he's never been given that kind of Role. He's 25, but, you know, he was on the Hawks and then they got Trey and they gave the keys of the franchise to Trey. And I don't see John Collins as a primary guy, but I do hear what you're saying. Another player that I know you hold in high regard is Carl Kuzma of the Washington Wizards. And he's got a player option next yes. year, which he's likely to decline. And the Wizards, they say he's part of their future. And then the Wizards say they're trading him and he's part of their future, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Bleach report here, think that the Milwaukee Bucks will trade for Kyle Kuzma. And I'm not sure how they're going to match the for salaries who? for Kyle Kuzma. For who? 
Well, Ooh, I'm not right. sure how they're moving the salaries. They they want to move the um uh the Grayson Allen contract that they've got. Um, uh, but I don't know. I think Kuzma's making around 12, 13 million this season. So it's not impossible for them to come up with a match for him. Um but what would you think about Carl Kuzma on the Bucks? Because Middleton's been kind of inconsistent compared to what he usually is. And obviously, it's not his fault with the injuries and that kind of thing. Would you like to see Carl Kuzma on the Bucks? Do you think that, you know, we talked about the Bucks recently as well, about adding a player that could take them over the edge because their supporting cast around Giannis isn't looking as strong. What do you think about Kuzma on the Bucks? Well, I hope I'm wrong here, but something seems... Something seems... Um... You know, I'm a little concerned about about the Bucks, especially the health of Chris Middleton. I'm a little concerned now. Okay, he I know he missed significant time last year. He missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, he's then the, whatever was going on. Okay, I just assume he was going to be back at the start of this year. Then he missed that. Now he's out again. So I I hope I'm wrong here, but something must be wrong with with Middleton. Okay. The Bucks, they get off to a, a you know an early start without Chris Middleton. And suddenly now they've kind of been flailing a little bit uh, with the way they've been playing and who's in, who's out. You know, Drew Holiday's been out. The one constant has been Giannis. But at some point here, you know, you got to start looking and saying, okay, what's going on here? Because Giannis is going to need. You know, he's going to need a supporting staff around him. But more importantly, you need consistency around a player like this. I mean, he's I mean, he's scoring. I mean, he had a, a very uncharacteristic game, I think, was it last week? He only had like two field goals mm-hmm. in a game, which is very uncharacteristic for a Giannis-type performance. So I would not be surprised if the Milwaukee Bucks were looking to do something. Okay, I I think if they're going to play against the Celtics and and they're still what in second, third place somewhere around there, yep. And if they're going to play at the you know at that level, um, they're going to have to do something because Chris Middleton doesn't look as he doesn't look healthy to me, yeah. and maybe something's going on, and I'm not sure. You know, maybe hopefully he comes back and he plays and he plays the rest of the season. But if that doesn't happen, I think the Bucs are going to have to do something. So I would consider Kyle Kuzma. I think the um, deal the deal would look something like um, Grayson Allen, Marjon Beecham, and a first pick, first round pick in 2029 or a couple of seconds, which isn't the best package that you would get in return yeah, for Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, however, yeah, exactly, however, exactly. This, he is a soon-to-be free agent and he doesn't really show any signs that he wants to stay around in Washington. And without any guarantees that he would re-sign long-term for another franchise, I don't know many teams that would be willing to put together a better package to go out and get him. And Milwaukee have the ability to retain him if he was to get traded there. And I think he would quite happily play alongside Giannis for the rest of the prime of Giannis's career. I mean, that's got to be a pretty attractive option to anyone. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I think Kyle Kuzma... Again, I don't know this, but he's going to explore one, re-signing back with Washington. Why? Because he can get paid more with Washington. Two, I think he would he would explore a signing trade with mm-hmm. a team. Why? Because I, I think Kyle Kuzma is probably, you know, the players that you mentioned, those are good players. However, I think Kyle Kuzma probably would 
without question be the best player in that trade. So 100%. I think they would demand a they would demand a better package than that. Mm-hmm. So it would probably be in his best interest to probably at least explore a signing trade mm-hmm. because you could get more you know value for that if that were to happen. So, um, you know, we'll see. I I I I think Milwaukee has to do something. I look. I would love to get Kyle Kuzma and keep Chris Middleton. That sounds great. I mean, that would be awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That, that would be awesome. However, I don't know if that would be in the best interest, if that would be in the best interest of the Washington Wizards, right? I think the Wizards have a bigger issue, which is, you know, there's been some grumblings with, with Bradley Beal. What's he going to do? And if Bradley Beal stays and Porzingis and Kuzma, that's, hey, that's a good start, you know? Um, that's, a, that's a good start to a team uh, with those guys. So, I, I, I'm I'm going to kind of wait and see on Kyle Kuzma. I, I think he he is will be an interesting player that will be talked about a lot during the trade deadline. However, I do think you know his financially at least his best option will be a team that you know his current roster, his current team, be the Washington Wizards, and I would I would be very selective. Just going to any team knowing that we're going to have a new collective bargaining agreement here coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what the long-term process and the commitment is going to be from another franchise. Okay, so I, I would just consider those things. However, I think he's he will be very attractive. I think there will be a, many buyers out there who would love to get Kyle Kuzma. I, I could see him... You know, I could see Kyle going to like Miami. I could see Kyle going back, you know, Western Conference. You know what I mean? I could see Kyle Kuzma going to like the Sacramento Kings, for instance. That would be a great fit. I don't know how they can acquire him. Um, yeah, you know, it, it like a, like a Harrison Barnes or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I'm just just going off the top of my head. So yeah. I, I think there, you know, I'm sure there will be a Kyle Kuzma Collins talk you know what i mean i'm sure there'll be a lot yeah. to discuss here but uh, he i think he will be a very attractive player well i said we we're going to talk about toronto so the last one on this list is the prediction that toronto trades fred van fleet and they've listed a bunch of teams that they think could trade for fred van fleet including the lakers which i don't know why they would trade for another point guard seeing as they got russell westbrook and the deal they proposed involves kendrick's nun kendrick nun and patrick beverly salaries as well as First rounders, uh, 2027, 2029, and then potentially throwing in 2026 and 2028 pick swaps if they can get the Raptors to send out Gary Trent Jr. as well and take on Russell Westbrook's expiring deal. Then they also have the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't know if that works out. You've got John Morant, you've got Tyus Jones, who's a great backup guard. You've got Desmond Bain also in the backcourt. I mean, I don't I don't know about that. They put the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't think if they need a Fred Van Fleet to go over there. Um, they've got the Phoenix Suns, who's interesting, especially if health continues to be an issue for their guards moving forward this season. Of course, they've got Jay Crowder's contract, uh, Dario Saric's contract as well. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if that DeAndre Ayton contract being eligible to be traded in uh, January becomes a factor in that, but... I think the way that Fred Van Fleet is playing right now, 
you're not going to get that much value compared to previously. And then the Washington Wizards are also on this list. Do you think that the um, Toronto Raptors move Fred Van Vliet? And if so, do you see a potential destination for him? I think the Toronto Raptors would look to to move him. I, I, I think the Toronto Raptors right now are, are in an interesting place. Because, you know, for since they won the championship there, you've seen the dismantling of the team, right? You know, Kawhi Leonard left, then Kyle Lowry left, you know, and then, you know, you they get Scotty Barnes, comes in, kind of gives him a little shot in the arm a little bit. Uh, you have Siakam, you know, Fran, Fred Van Fleet evolves. He becomes an all-star. So I, I think this team would look to move him. I I, I really do. Um, you know, right off the top, one of the places that I I could see him was like the Chicago Bulls, for instance. That would be a good place for him with their with their team. Okay, you know, talking about the Bulls because the Bulls I do lack the, a true point guard. I think the Bulls would be a good place. You know where else I think would be a really good place for him is the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good. I think that would be a good place for him. Um. You know, but you could you could you could put in the Houston Rockets. You know, I I, I like you know a place for him. Um, I'm trying to think where else I could see him with the Clippers. I think that would be a good place. Um, I think Minnesota would be a fantastic place for him. All right, so I think there are teams for him, a, a number of teams. Um, where they could, you know, the Orlando Magic, for instance, you know what I mean? If Who knows what they're going to do. They have a lot of guards, but, you know, I think Fred Van Fleet is, you know, you would have to consider if he becomes available. Um, so I think there are a lot of teams that you would you would consider with him um, in, in, in a trade. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the you know I haven't watched Toronto close enough to say this but at some point they're probably going to have to either go to the draft or make a big trade or a big splash okay and 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 that big splash would be Siakam I don't think Scotty Barnes is available so, so it'll be Siakam Fred Van Fleet plus to get whatever it is they're looking for you know, I mean, the, the big splash could have been Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant in the summer, but they decided to stamp out and not make that. Um, but yeah, I, well, I agree I, that the I, Raptors I, need I to change the direction. I don't think... I, I couldn't imagine that if that trade was true, that the Raptors wouldn't have done it. Yeah, but, see, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. I, I'm, I'm not buying that. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying it. Now... You know what I mean? I'm not buying it. I, I'm so. Well, it remains to be seen the direction that the Raptors decide to go in. Do you have a personal player or team you're on the lookout for as we're one month out from the trade deadline? Who do you think is going to be the most active? Or is there a player that you think is the most likely to be moved? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, like, I think I'm a little bit more sensitive to getting traded because I know how difficult it is when you get traded, you know, it's, it's fun for the fans, but you know, as a player who's been traded and your family and you got kids in school. Yeah. Know, we should, we should do a whole it, episode it, about that. We will do it, an episode it, about it, the it, This isn't like, traded. this isn't, this isn't, this isn't fun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like getting traded isn't fun. You know, 
Like, so I know sources say, and people like to talk about their players getting moved, but I mean, think about it. You got to get up, you got to pack, you got to move. You got kids in school, you got families, you got homes, you got this. I mean, it's, it's a, it's got to go to a new team, this, da, 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 get your stuff shipped out. It, it's a, yeah. it's, especially in the middle of the season. Now, I mean, it's what it is. I mean, this is the business, it's the life we chose. So, you know, I'm not complaining about it. However, um, I just hope that, that these players, can continue to play and that everyone that it works out where they're at, because I don't think anybody really wants to get traded. Like, I think people may say that, but the very first time you get traded, it's always a jolt to you. Yeah. Because it's probably the first time where you feel some type of like, like someone says, Hey, I, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, let's, let's, <laughs> Let's let's dedicate a whole episode because I think this is a great topic. Let's dedicate a whole episode yeah. to the realities of getting traded. We'll have this conversation soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I, I think I, that's I, a really I, interesting perspective. Because well, obviously, it's, not for, for the media, it's just, just what it is. Well, like this is what it for is. For the fans <laughs> and the media, they don't see that reality of well, real yeah, life you, that goes on behind yeah, the scenes. You, you so. see it. You don't. You see it. It's just that you don't want to see it. You see it. You, like, like, well, tomorrow you're gonna get traded. Like tomorrow you're gonna get traded, so then you got to pick up from London and go to New Orleans, and you got as long as that trade comes with an NBA salary, I'm good with it, my brother. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with exactly. (laughs) There's twelve million there for me. I'm gone. But no, I hear. But I mean, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that simple. You know what I mean? It's it's. I hear. That's the one thing with these players that you can't forget. There's like people. Yeah, of course. And and and. So it, it stinks. And, and like I said, I hope, I hope that those players can all figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? And it's always fun to do for the fans and I get it, mm. but it, it, it's, you know, be careful what you ask for. You know what I mean? You might get it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like you, you dream of playing in the NBA, but I don't think anyone dreams of like saying, I'm going to get traded during the deadline. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't mm. wake up going, hey, man, I, I'm I'm hoping to be in a trade room to get traded. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless you're really unhappy with your team. I mean, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was um, that was an interesting conversation, though. That was Bleach Report's trade predictions before the deadline. Uh, stay locked in as we'll have more and we'll have all the latest news coming at you. And of course, we'll be talking about the games that are going on and everything else that happens around the NBA. So make sure you stay locked into the Genius Podcast. Subscribe to the channel. Make sure you leave a like, rating, review, share with a friend, all that good stuff. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets. <laughs>